Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. Round four sees the Raiders on the road to Mudgee for the regional fixture against the Manly Sea Eagles. We'll have a look at that game a little bit later on in the podcast and we'll also review the huge win uh, against the Titans in round three where the Raiders came back from 22 points to nil down to win 24 points to 22. Joining us on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard from the digital media team. Hi Lauren. Hey Van, how are you? Fantastic. And Matt Tomoko, so I should say Matt Timoko, is that how it says it? How do you say it? Timoko, because (laughs) give give it to me again. Yeah, Matt Timoko. Timoko, because we did the multicultural round chat last week and I noticed that's how you said your name. So we're going to start calling you that from now on to make sure that we get it right. So welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. Now, great to have you on and congratulations on um, a fantastic individual performance last weekend too. Uh, it must have been really nice for you to to get that win and um, you know play well and and uh, you know go into the next week with that confidence. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, um, you know the first half didn't go the way we wanted to. Um, you know, we were completing our sets and um, you know we we're giving away um, you know, penalties that were um, taking the uh, the pressure off the Titans. But you know, I thought we dug deep that second half. Um, you know, um, we all had a, you know we had a chat at halftime about um, coming out there. Um, you know, rolling our sleeves up, doing some hard runs, you know, taking some hard carries, um, you know, making some, making our shots on D. You know, we all, did, you know, every single one, every single one of us did that in that um, second half, and you know, it paid off for us. Great win against the Titans. Uh, we'll have a look at that game shortly. But first of all, let's find out what's been happening in news around the club this week as we go around the horn. As alluded to, Lauren, the second biggest comeback, well, the equal biggest comeback, I should say, in club history. Give us a rundown of the other two games where the same things happened. Yeah, okay, so Tigers in 2015 and the Knights in 2017 were the other two games where we came back from 22 points down, so it was great to be part of history on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem that long ago that we had those same two results. Uh, From memory, I think the Tigers one may have been um, Big Dane Tilsa's 200th game, uh, and one of his last games before he went um, overseas mid-season. So, uh, you know, obviously it's not something we want to make a habit of, Matt, getting out to those um, big uh, deficits and then chasing them down. But it was good to see some resolve in that team um, being able to do it. Um, yeah, it was, you know, um, especially, you know, coming off the back of last year, um, you know, we, we let those games slide. Um, you know, we um, more often than not, you know, um, we ended up, Losing those games when we're up, but um, yeah, you know, it, it's great to sh- it's great to see the boys, you know, um, fighting hard and um, being able to you know claw back those wins because uh, that's you know that's that just shows how tough tough we are you know, as a team. You know. Yeah, well, the, the game itself um, actually doubled as a milestone for the coach. It was Ricky Stewart's two hundredth game as Canberra Raiders coach Loz, and uh, no doubt um, in terms of halftime speeches, that must have been one of his better ones because uh, the team came out and performed in that second half. Yeah, I wasn't in there for it personally, but it must have been a wonderful speech to get the boys fired up and get the win for him. Um, I think he's only about 20 wins off, oh, 20 games off Tim Sheen's record. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. It's an amazing achievement. He, be, he was the second um, most capped coach of the Raiders behind Tim Sheen's now, and he should go ahead of him uh, towards the back end of the season. Um, I was in there for the, the, the halftime speech. And look, most people thought that, Matt, he would have been in there absolutely ranting and raving. But in fact, he just installed plenty of uh, confidence into the team and said, if we'd stuck to the game plan, then the win was still there for us. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, after, after all the talking was done, there was, there was a certain awe around us. You know, we, um, you know, we believed that we could come back. And, um, you know, as soon as we got out there, you know, we... 
we fought hard that first five minutes, and then um, you know Jack put that kick in, and um, when him and Tommy chased down down um, Jaden Campbell, man, that just you know that changed that changed the tide for us. You know, we were all buzzing off that, and um, you know that was a big energy play. Yeah, it's an amazing achievement for Ricky at a personal level to reach that 200 games and, um, you know, great to have, you know, his passion in and around the club. Uh, was it on the sideline on the weekend? He saved himself up in the box, so we'll see what happens out there at Mudgee this week. Uh, finally, uh, in the news section this week, the Wagga game fast approaching, Loz. Tickets on sale now and no doubt we want a big crowd out there at McDonald's Park. Yeah, absolutely. We um, have three games there next that day at McDonald's Park so um, yeah it'd be great to get a good crowd there and cheer the boys on yeah it's going to be a big day three games out there at Wagga Wagga um, we'll see the, the obviously the, the Jersey Flag team and also the New South Wales Cup team in action so jump on to Ticketek and get your tickets for that Raiders v the Storm in round five All right, let's have a talk about the game against the Titans. Raiders 24, Titans 22, just before halftime, 22 points to nil in favour of the Titans. And Matt, um, it was almost a carbon copy of that performance against the Cowboys in the first half. A lot of errors, a lot of turnover, and it just allowed the Titans to get off with that little bit of uh, momentum at the start of the game, which um, we sort of, um, and things sort of snowballed from there. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, like I said earlier, you know, that's, that's not how we want to start a game. Um, you know, we let we let the Titans get in there. We let them build confidence in that first half, and um, yeah, that's that, and that's what exactly what we addressed at halftime. You know, we need to cut out those errors. You know, focus on completing, um, and then you know, just getting some hard runs in. You know, running hard, tackling hard, and um, yeah, that's what we come at. That's what we came out and did in the second half. And you know, there's such a you know, it was an awesome one to be a part of, and uh, a part of, and I'm you know, I'm so proud of the boys. One thing that probably did help in terms of that momentum shift was being able to score that try right on half-time, and Semi um, got over, and, you know, there was a bit of a, a never-say-die play. The, uh, the ball was popped out the back, and we were able to, you know, get it across to Semi, and he was able to score. I'm sure that was a little bit of a pressure release going into the half-time break. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, being on the opposite side, you know, I was so, you know, we were stoked, I was stoked that they scored that try, so I can, I can only imagine what everyone else was feeling like. You know, that did take a bit of pressure off us, um, just knowing we're a bit closer, you know, um, to, to, the, to them on the scoreboard. You scored two tries in the second half, and then your first—that was your first try in the NRL. How good was that? Yeah, it was good. Um, it only took two years <laughs> to finally cross. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that was that was amazing. You know, um, yeah, Jack put that beautiful kick in, and um, yeah, luckily it bounced up in my arms. I was able to score, and then the second one, um, you know, um, Tommy Starling made that good break. Everyone else chased. Um, only fight, got that offload to wraps, and. Um, yeah, I just seen the hole and I, I called it. I called for it and um, was lucky. Was lucky enough to get through. You've been a bit harsh on yourself. I mean, you haven't played that many games of first grade, so it's not like you've gone fifty or sixty games without scoring a try. But it must yeah, have been nice have, to get that first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Like like I said, man, it was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah, I was so stoked to be able to score. Uh, the the game itself, um, you know, you could feel at, at ground level that the momentum you know, was building and building and building. And you mentioned that earlier, that play where uh, Jack kicked downfield and uh, Starlow and him chased it down and they were able to put Jaden Campbell in behind the line. Is that the type of um, the type of attitude that Ricky wants to see amongst the group, that never say die uh, on the play, you know, play every play as, uh, as if it's the last play? Yeah, exactly. Um, that exa- yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, Jack, you know, that was like a, it was a perfect kick from Jack, you know, um, it was perfect chase, like perfect chase as well, you know, um, that's what we like to call the Dean Lance contribution. Um, you know, Dean Lance was a 
was a, a former Raider and, you know, he was full of those 1% efforts that, you know, no one would see, uh, you know, commentators wouldn't talk about. And, um, you know, that's what we want to build on. You know, um, those those small little efforts, you know, and Jack and Starlow's one there was, you know, that, um, you know, that turned that turned the game for us. You know, they gave us energy, they all gave us all energy, you know, we were all energised after that. And, you know, it just snowballed from there. Now, Brad Schneider had the kick to win the game with a couple of minutes to go. Did you back him in? What were your thoughts as that was happening? Uh, yeah, I was pretty confident he was going to get it. He was shanking a couple of the start, but <laughs> nah, you know, um, Schneider's an awesome player, man, you know, and he's he's proven to everyone, you know. Um, he's proven to everyone at the moment, you know, that, um, you know, he has the goods. He's been training so hard in the preseason, and, um, you know, I've, I was so stoked for him to get his um, starting game in round one. And, um, you know, obviously he couldn't come up for the cows and it was a bit frustrating for him, you know, but he slotted right back in like he'd never left. Yeah, I felt sorry for him actually as he lined that kick up because a young guy uh, at the start of the season, um, they had, we had Jared Croker obviously and Jamal Fogarty, um, you know, kickers one and two. So Brad had been doing some kicking practice, you know, with the thought that he'd be playing a lot of New South Wales Cup and then he has to come out in the pressure cooker of an NRL match and, and put the winning conversion over after he's missed three already, um, for him to have that composure was fantastic and it was great to see him put that one over, Loz. And, um, and then the game was finished off by that uh, wonderful hit by Sammy Valame, who um, he didn't miss him, did he? AJ Brimson knocked his pants off. Yeah, absolutely didn't miss him. It was a huge shot and it was just a great way to finish the match. Um, it was I was on the sideline by that stage and, yeah, the crowd just went nuts. It was great. You mentioned the Dean Lance contributions, um, Matt, and those one percenters. The thing I liked about that play from Semi is he made that tackle on Brimson, but he was also straight up onto his feet and chasing the ball just in case the referee allowed play to go on. So that that in itself was a, a doubly um, exciting play for uh, Semi to be able to have the awareness to do that. Yeah, no, that, that was awesome to see. You know, um, that's, that's only Semi's, you know, um, third game at centre, so he's still learning the ropes of that. But you know, to come out and make a shot like that, especially you know, in the dying moments of the game where you know the Titans was, they still had an opportunity to score, and he came out and made that play, man, that was awesome. Yeah, great win to the Raiders, twenty-four points to twenty-two, sees them sitting uh, in seventh position on the ladder after two wins and one loss after round three. Welcome back to the Raiders official podcast behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Time now to have a chat to Matt uh, Tamoko and find out a bit more about him. And uh, we, I know we've had this discussion with you on the podcast before. We know you came over from New Zealand uh, and you're you know part of that big schoolboy rugby union culture over there. And then you came over and you know obviously playing rugby league and making your way to the Raiders. But uh, how big of an influence do you think that that time of your life had on where you are now? You know, being in that. New Zealand um, schoolboy system, such a prestigious way that a lot of players have made their way into professional sporting careers over there. Um, yeah, you know, um, the, yeah, the school that I went to, you know, was a pretty, um, you know, it's pretty um, up there for, um, you know, rugby back home. But um, I've, I've always, you know, I've always loved league. You know, I've always played league since I was about five years old. Um, and it wasn't until I went to school where I, um, I kind of converted into rugby. But I was still, you know, I was still playing league on the side because, you know, that's that's what this sport, I, you know, I've always wanted to play. Um, I, I've never seen myself doing anything else. Um, but yeah, it was good to, you know, um, it was good to get a, you know, a bit of a bit of an insight into how rugby works, you know, because um, you know, I've developed my past a little bit with that um, um, with rugby, and you know, develop skills that you, you know, um, that you don't really use as much in league. And um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm um, 
I'm pretty grateful for the you know the way that I've um, been, <coughs> the way that I've grown up, and the way that you know the the path that the pathway that I've taken to come here. Speaking of that pathway, how did you get from there to the Raiders? Um, yeah, so you know the late Peter Mulholland, he was the one that um, come up to me after one of our um, traditional rugby games, and um, yeah, you know we kind of got had a little chat to him there. He said he'd get back to us, and then um, you know. I think a month or so later he flew over again. We had a meeting and um, with my manager and then, you know, we finally decided, yeah, it was time to make the move to come over to um, Australia and Canberra and, you know, try it out. Now, when a, a player, to, this doesn't happen all the time, but a lot of the time when a young outside back comes in the first grade, they sort of play their first few games on the wing uh, and then they build their way into the position that they you know, are most comfortable at. There's no doubt you're most comfortable uh, in the centres, how have you found um, adapting uh, to that left centre position within this squad? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's um, you know, it, it hasn't been as, uh, not challenging, but um, it has been tough, you know, just in terms of defending, you know, because um, I've done a lot of defence work um, on the right side, you know, I've been trying to work that up and, um, you know, building combos uh, with um, Jamal through the preseason, And then, you know, once I've um, changed over to the left, it's... Um, it's a bit easy. I wouldn't say easier, but like you have to, you kind of. I don't have to do as much on defense because you know um, Jack's just a freak on, <laughs> on defense, you know, and he covers you know a lot, a lot of ground. So um, he's he's such a great defender, you know. He's he's a world class athlete, and um, yeah, you know, um, just trying just trying to f- uh, find ways to work him with him on defense, you know. Um, yeah, no, it's. It's been good. Uh, the thing that always fascinates me about this is, and people probably don't have an understanding of is that um, even though you've been named at centre, left centre and right centre, and even left wing, right wing, left back row, right back row, they are completely different positions in terms of, as you mentioned, positioning because you've got to learn to, you know, you might um, favour one foot to step off when you're attacking. As you said, you might favour one shoulder to defend with. Is it hard to make the transition between the two? What is it that you need to do to work on those things? Um, a little bit, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, our, our you know, um, Andrew McFadden, our co- coach, has been helping me heaps with, you know, doing my, getting my tackle technique right. Um, you know, last year we did a lot of tackle technique on the right. So, you know, making inside shoulder tackles on my left, you know, um, kind of being, having aggressive sh- um, outside shoulder tackles on my right. But, um, yeah, you know, we... Um, done a bit today about with um, converting that so doing in, inside um, shoulder tackles with the right and then aggressive outside um, shoulder tackles with the left and so yeah you know, we're just going to keep building that um, keep working on that through the season and you know hopefully by you know semi-finals you know we've well even earlier you know hopefully we've got, got that down packed and you know um, hopefully no one scores through that left side ever again. <laughs> um, you had a really good pre-season you did some like had some great results in testing did some PBs what do you put that down to? Was there something at the start of pre-season that, like, is that something you wanted to do or it just sort of came naturally? Um, at the start of pre-season, you know, I set a goal for myself that I wanted to be the starting centre round one. And, um, you know, I, I trained really hard off-season. Um, no, I didn't really have a lot of days off in the off-season. I, I, got, I got straight back to work after um, after we got back from Gold Coast. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I really just, you know, worked my butt off. Um to, you know, try to get ready for pre-season. And, um, yeah, you know, it all, it all just, um, you know, it showed in that first day when we 
first come, you know, I was a bit surprised I actually made the, <laughs> I went good in the uh, fitness testing, but yeah, uh, um, and since then, you know, I've been working hard through the pre-season, um, doing my extras after training, um, you know, cutting up footage, going to see the coaches, and I think that's all, you know, um, that's all kind of contributed towards how I got that round one spot. You see so much about the progression of a young player on the field, but um, when you come into first grade, obviously the off-field stuff changes a little bit as well. People, you know, work out who you are. They see you down the street. They say g'day. Um, you know, you, you you see yourself on TV and on social media, all that type of stuff. How do you how do you find in the um, I suppose the progression into becoming an NRL player from that side of things? Yeah, it was a bit. Um it was a bit buzzy to be honest. Like, uh, as soon as we, uh, I remember when we got back from um, Goldie, I went to go um, have lunch with one of the boys and had some little kid come come ask for a photo, and I've never had that before ever. <laughs> and I was, it was pretty, that was a pretty um, you know surreal moment for me. You know, I got to stop and talk to a little kid, and um, yeah, you know, it's it's um it's something you got to get used to, and um, you know you got to embrace it. You know, um, you know, ever since that kid's come up, you know, I've been wanting more kids to come up, and um, yeah, that's that's the little one things that kind of make you happy, and yeah, no, I love it. I, we saw you after the game on the weekend. You were one of the guys last... We had like five or six of you guys out there half an hour after full time. And yeah. um, I, I just love seeing that because, you know, f- f- it's a new experience for you as well. And um, and even the old uh, the old heads like uh, Papa and Jack, I mean, those guys still get a buzz out of walking around and saying day to the fans after the game. And for the last couple of years, we haven't been able to do it. So mm. it just must be a great thing to be able to, you know, in, embrace that part of the job. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, I love interacting with the fans. You know, um, you know um, they help. They help us so much through the game. I, mean, they, they, I don't think they realise how much they do. You know, I always tell them, man, you, you guys have really helped us out there in, um, on the field. You know, when we hear them, you know, chanting for us, you know, bringing that energy, you know, it, it gives us a little bit of a buzz too on the field. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's why after the game, you know, I always go see whoever. You know, I'll try to stay out and say hello. You know, give photos and signatures to whoever wants. You know, because they really do. You know, they really help us. You know, for those home games. You know, mum. We're all, you know, all grateful for them being there. Raiders and Sea Eagles, 5.30pm at Glenwillow Oval at Mudgee uh, this weekend. We'll take Manly on. Uh, it's one of our regional games. Our first of three this year, Lauren. We've got this one, then Wagga, and then Dubbo later in the year. So definitely getting out amongst the country people this season. Yeah, it's wonderful to see the fact that we can go on a few road trips out to Mudgee, Wagga and Dubbo in the next couple of weeks, really, in the next probably four to six weeks. It's great to go see some local areas and meet some new people and some new fans. Yep, exciting stuff. Can't wait to get out there this weekend. Uh, Matt, for you, the team this week has been named. Uh, Nick Cottridge is back in the side. Unfortunately, Seb Chris is going to miss a week um, through COVID isolation, but um, great to have that experience uh, outside you this weekend in Nick. Um, You guys played together in round one, um, but then obviously Nick was a late withdrawal in round two and didn't play in round three, so... Nice to get that combination that you've probably spent more time with at training uh, this weekend. Yeah, um, you know it's good to have Nick back. You know Nick's, a, um, you know he's a representative player. He's played for his state, played for his country, and um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to getting him back there. And you know, obviously working with him, um, you know, because he's a powerhouse on that wing. So you know, we just need to find ways to get him that ball when he get over and score tries. Manly have a great lineup. They've only won one game so far this season, which was on the weekends. But um, players like DC and Turbo, you can't take them lightly, can you? No, no way. You know, Turbo's a, um, you know, he's a reigning Dell M, and um, you know, Cherry Evans is such a good half. He's good at he's like a great kicking game. You know, he's good at controlling you know, the um, the speed of the game and all that. And um, yeah, you know, it's going to be a tough challenge this week. But um, you know, our boys are ready for it. We've prepared really well, and you know, we're going to 
you know, going to his um, match firing up. I think the one thing we need to avoid is going into Golden Point because Daly Cherry Evans kicked his 24th first-grade field goal on the weekend. I can't believe how many he's kicked. And um, Jason Saab is one player that's got plenty of hype over the off-season. He's very quick. Uh, Matt, so you guys are going to have to make sure that you don't try and give them too much space, space on the edges this weekend. No, no, not at all. Um, you know, they've, got a lot of, they've got a lot of fast players. You know, Garrick's quick. Uh, you know, Turbo's fast at the back. And obviously Saab, you know, is one of the fastest in the NRL. So, yeah, like you said, you know, we can't give them any space. No. Once we get the ball, we've got to just crowd them. What are you guys looking forward to? Um, we mentioned the regional fixtures over the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, you guys played a lot of football up there um, at the back end of last year. You played in a couple of different venues in um, sort of rural Queensland at Mackay and Rockhampton and things like that. But, um, you know, for you, do you like getting out to these country areas and playing some football? Yeah, no, it's good. You know, um, it, it you know, shows a um, – gives a different um, – different, uh, not different insight, but a different view of um, – or a different kind of crowd – I should say, you know, um, from Canberra, you know, you've got the locals down in Wagga um, or even in Mudgee, you know, uh, they're a bit more vocal. Than <laughs> they're a bit more vocal. A bit closer to you, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> a bit closer and they let, they let, um, you, know, they let you have it. But, yeah, no, nah, you know, it's all, it's, um, you know, I love those kind of country games. It's, um, you know, it's real good just to get around to them. And, um, yeah. Yeah, can't wait to see it. The Raiders up against the Seagulls. Glenn Willow, Glenn Willow Oval on uh, Saturday afternoon. All right, Raiders podcast prediction time. Uh, recapping last week, uh, I doubled down on Elliot Whitehead to score and he missed out. Uh, I think Rosie had a Jordan Rump and a double. Uh, he didn't get any. And uh, our guest last week, Harry Rushton, had Big Papa to score in the middle uh, and didn't quite get there. But Harry he did get two tries of his own uh, in the New South Wales Cup game. So we will credit that one for last week for us getting him over the line there after being on the podcast, Matt. So maybe you'll get another double this week as well. <laughs> so we're asking you to predict something that might happen in the game. Lauren, you and Rosie have uh, yet to score a point. Uh, <laughs> what are you going for this week that can get you off the mark? You just stole my idea. I was going to say I'm backing Vokes in for a double. <laughs> oh, there we go. A double again for Matt Tomoko. What are you going for, mate? Um... So, you know, Nicky's coming back, and I think Nicky will score a double. Well, you've got to be the one that's going to have to pass in the ball. So, <laughs> yeah. one, the of ball. You, one of you one of you, is going to be right, hopefully. Maybe Jack's both of you. Pass. Jack's going to pass. That's right, yeah. Well, I'm going to go to the opposite um, side of the field this week. Um, I think Jordan Rapana is definitely going to cross the line at some point this week. We saw him pop up on the field everywhere last week. I mean, he was there to set you up from the right wing. He yeah. came in and set you up on the, on the left edge last week. So, I'll back Raps to score this weekend. Uh, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. I want to thank Matt for coming in and having a chat to us. Um, thanks for that. And also, all the best of luck this weekend. Cheers, Ben. Thanks for having me again. No worries. And Loz, uh, well done. You've made it through your second podcast <laughs> now. So might come back again. <laughs> might be back again in a couple of weeks. Uh, but thank you for joining us and uh, have fun up in Mudgee. Thanks, Ben. No worries. There it is, behind the limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. Catch you next week.